really have a problem with a lot of the processed foods that we find in the grocery stores today, and that's mainly because of a lot of the ingredients that are in there. Good food is medicine. Bad food requires medicine. There's this big misconception that this fat's going to make us fat, and it's it's not true. It's not true. Our body burns that as like clean, beautiful energy. As reality, it's the cooking oils that are making us fat and overweight, and leading to all this other host of stuff. Just in general, we're so undernourished. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the Sovereign Health Podcast. My name is Andy Schoonover, and we're on a mission to inspire radical personal responsibility for both the financial and physical aspects of your health. We get the joy of hosting thought leaders who are reimagining how healthcare is delivered. Today, we're excited. We have Haley Scheich joining us. She is the co-founder of My Superhero Foods and is an expert and thought leader on what foods our kids should be eating to thrive. She's joined by Dr. Tarek Pasha, who is also co-founder of My Superhero Foods. He's a urologist and a men's health practitioner. Haley, Dr. Pasha, welcome the Sovereign Health Podcast. How are y'all doing? Awesome, Andy. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. We appreciate being here. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have you on because um, I have a confession. My kids probably eat like crap, so I need some help. <laughs> I, you know, it's... I, 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 yeah, so I'm, I'm excited that you can help, help me and, and hopefully a bunch of others, you know, figure out how do we can get our kids eating a little bit better. Um, you know, I'm, I was reminiscing with someone, I just think within the last probably 48 hours, the foods that we ate as kids, you know, so I was the kid who I think I had golden grams pretty much every day and it was a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and I knew exactly how much milk to pull in those golden grams so they wouldn't get mushy. Like we can all like kids in our thirties, forties, like we, we can reminisce to the days that we had that stuff, right? Fruity pebbles. Fruity pebbles. Oh, my goodness. Fruity pebbles. Is that your, was that Toasted your go-to? With yeah. like the icing on top. <laughs> pop tarts. I mean, yeah. come on. Right. Um, you know, fortunately I, I feel like generationally we're getting a little bit better. My kids, you know, I'm just, again, being honest with what my kids ate this morning. I should have prepped this cause I knew I was going to have this podcast, but it wasn't too bad. It didn't start out too bad. We had bacon, we had eggs, but we did end it with a waffle. Um, and so I'm, I, I need help. I, my kids aren't going to eat avocados or else I don't know how to get them to eat avocados. So when you have a parent like me who really wants their kids to eat more wholesome, nutritious foods, what do we do? Where do we start? I mean, I think I don't mind your bacon, egg and waffles. Okay, Question good. for you. Did you homemade the waffles or did you buy it at oh, the store? Of course not. We bought it from the store. <laughs> okay. Okay. I have a little problem with that. Okay. All right. I knew you were. I knew you were. <laughs> Well, just for for people like you, actually, Haley slaved over a recent uh, a recent guide for uh, twenty eight days, not just recipes, how to actually make uh, breakfast food from scratch. Yeah, well, very sunny side up. Go ahead. I mean, she. This is her heart and soul, and you know, I just basically, you know, had her, you know, gave her massages. She did most of the work here, so. <laughs> she's really the expert here and she's really turned it around for me. I was like you, I was in your camp eating fruity pebbles, um, too busy. I'm just going to skip breakfast. Uh, here's something quick for the kids, but what we have realized and what the studies clearly show clearly show that our kids don't have all have ADHD. Now, some may have some issues that, and, and we recommend you see your pediatrician. It's not medical advice that it's simply a poor breakfast. And, and we know the whole, 
idea of metabolism, you know, the sugar spike, the insulin rush, the hypoglycemia, the low blood sugar, you can't concentrate. And mm -hmm. if you can't concentrate, you get into trouble. You get into trouble, you're not going to learn. You're not going to like school. You're going to, so it's going to cause lots of issues simply by not setting your kids up for success with these, with these simple, not just recipes. It is a complete program. It's unbelievable. I mean, if you just give it a try, it's like you think, oh, another cookbook. It's not a cookbook, but you know, I'll let her speak to that much but more to them than me. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I really have a problem with a lot of the processed foods that we find in the grocery stores today. And that's mainly like Shark was saying, because of a lot of the ingredients that are in there, a lot of them are over-processed, you know, nutrients are added back in. Those nutrients that are added back in in the form of vitamins aren't really, um, you know, uh, absorbed in our body in the right way that they should. A lot of times these are artificial ingredients. They're tricking our taste buds into eating more than we actually should. Um, and they're not nourishing us. So, you know, we try to look at each meal as an opportunity to really nourish our bodies and our kids' bodies, especially our kids, right? They're the ones that are, their brains are developing, their bodies are developing. And so simply cooking at home, and the reason I asked you up front is, about the waffles is because you can make really nutritious waffles um, just by using homemade ingredients. And so that book that Tark was referencing is really just simple homemade ingredients. And each uh, you know breakfast meal, we try to keep it under five minutes. Uh, you do some prep on Sunday, but like you get a, a clean protein, um, like you know your bacon or your pastured eggs. You get a nourishing carb. Usually, that's like some some sort of fruit. And then a healthy fat, like with a yogurt or again, like the egg yolks or, um, you know, cottage cheese or something like that. Uh, so I think, you know, trying to cook at home as much as we can for our kids, there's a lot of wonderful health benefits. I'm sure we'll talk it, it, about that. But really, you're avoiding then a lot of those processed foods. And I think mm -hmm. ultimately, that's the way to set our kids up for success, or at least one of them. And I'll just add one quick thing. Sorry to interrupt. The processed food, we'd even debate, is it food at all? And I don't want to get too nerdy about the metabolic definition of what food actually is. However, that if you, I mean, I'm happy to get into that if that's where this discussion goes. But as she was saying, the vitamins and minerals that were stripped out in the processing and put back in, we know aren't as bioavailable. That's a fancy word for when we eat them. Does our bodies take in those nutrients, those bodies, and build cells, build proteins, build muscle, build, you know, uh, brain sure. capabilities and so forth. And especially as the, as we are kids, we're growing, everything is acceleration, accelerated in its growth process. You want to give the best substrate, the best stuff to build the best human, I, I, you know, in, in a way we're not yeah. machine we're biology. Yeah. yeah, no, I think it's good. And I think that the, the two things that I personally struggle with and, and you all can help me with this and I'm, I'm hoping that others, I, I got misery loves company, I guess. I hope I'm hoping other people struggle with this too. So it resonates, but one is time. Um, and Haley, you just said that most of these, again, this is called sunny side up. Um, you can, well, you can get this on my superherofoods.com. Is that the right place to get this? Yeah. Yeah. It's soon coming to Amazon, but right oh, now. Soon come to Amazon. Great. So time is one. And then two is how do I get my kids to actually eat this? I mean, the, the, the thing with the fruity pebbles and the golden grams that we loved as kids is like they were delicious. Right. And so like, mm -hmm. can we make foods quickly and delicious so that kids will, will eat them? Those are my two things that I'm sure like, because I'm sure moms out there, especially um, mm -hmm. 
they're like, man, I just want to alleviate any of the pain of fighting with my kids about what they're going to eat as much as possible. And so does including, you know, superhero foods into my kid's diet, is that going to increase the level of whining and complaining and not eating and fighting about, you know, what's left on their plate? All those two things. Those are the two things that kind of stick with me. Like, man, I want it to be quick and I want the complaining to be as little as possible. And maybe that is a, you know, high time preference approach to this, but that's why I know some parents feel those two pains. Yeah. I mean, I think the struggle is real and we're all, you know, we're all busy. A lot of times you have both parents, our partners working in the home. Um, for me, the, the biggest thing that comes to mind and it's hard, this is, there's not an easy answer. Uh, all good things are hard, right? Um, True. Is cutting out natural flavors. So natural flavors is the fourth largest ingredient in foods in processed foods today. Uh, it's so prevalent and it seems so, um, it seems so like but innocent. I yeah, exactly. Just a natural flavor. The reality is, is that a natural flavor actually, you know, can most of the time have over like a hundred different uh, chemical substances in it. And its main purpose is to trick our taste buds into eating more into preferring that flavor, which is a fake flavor. There's nothing natural about it. It's a fake flavor. And uh, I think that is the most dangerous thing. And, um, you know, unfortunately, when you go down the grocery store aisle, and especially even in like the baby aisle with all the baby foods, you know, you see a lot of the puffs and the cereals, and a lot of them contain these natural flavors. And these trick our taste buds because they taste, they're, they're engineered by food scientists to be better than normal, regular, real food. Uh, and so they trick our brain and then our kids start really preferring these fake flavors. Um, you know, who's not going to like uh, the fruity pebbles filled with that's even artificial flavors in there. Mm -hmm. um, but these fake flavors designed by these food scientists to get their kids to love them over like the taste of real blueberries or strawberries or something like that. And so it's really hard. And I think it's a long, slow process, but like cutting out the natural flavors, which most often means cutting out most processed foods. So that addresses kind of your first, your first sure. question um, is, is a way to do it. Because what happens is even if you eliminate them for like seven days, then your taste buds really start to recalibrate and kids sure. then start to notice and appreciate the tastes of real food. And adults. And, and adults, exactly. So that's kind of step one. And that's a long, that's hard. It's hard because it is in so many processed foods and yeah. even organic and the so-called healthy processed foods. And then as far as time, I mean, I, again, I don't think there's an easy answer to that either. We tried to help with that with this breakfast guide with the preps and then just like simple morning uh, breakfast ideas. Uh, but as far as like, you know, dinners go, I think it takes, a, it has to be a priority in your mind because then once you prioritize it, you'll find a way somehow to make the time. And, you know, maybe that's cooking a big meal on Sunday and then you do some leftovers. I mean, we love leftovers in our house, or maybe it's just something like super simple. Like we call it a bog, but it's like you fry up some grass fed hamburger meat, you add in like some mushrooms and peppers and then like a sugar-free ketchup, which 
by the way, there's amazing, the delicious sugar-free ketchups out there. Our favorite is the Primal Kitchen brand. Uh, but you throw in some ketchup and then maybe put some cheese over top and then you can serve that over rice or, you know, something really quick. It can be done. Hamburger or tacos, those seem to be like pretty quick too, like 10, maybe 20 minutes max. Um, but it's really, I, in my opinion, making it a preference Mm-hmm. to eat healthy and start cooking at home more. And then also do the best you can to really read the ingredients and eliminate natural flavors because that's the trouble. To, to just two quick things. One, anyone who's interested in understanding the harms of natural flavors is a book called The Dorito Effect. It Will Rock Your World by Mark Schaxner. We actually had him on our podcast. Guy is brilliant. It's, mm-hmm. it's an incredible read. It was probably one of the top five books that I've read that really changed. I always thought she was just fear mongering. <laughs> don't drink this. Don't do this. It's like, I mean, it's just, it's, it's natural. It's, it's fine. It's natural. And I, even as a doctor and a physician who've spent years studying medicine and studying, you know, by the way, just because I'm a doctor doesn't mean I'm, it doesn't mean we fully understand nutrition and diet. And I'm sure you understand. And that, sure. that's, that has been pretty much, uh, you know, addressed after your own research, but it's very important. So that's number one. Number two, I believe, I don't know if it was Nietzsche or someone said, if you have a big enough why, you'll find the how, right? So if you can put in your mind, look, I'm not going to tolerate, what, why am I going to do this? Why do I need to spend a little extra time? Why do, because it's my kid's success. It's yeah. my kid thriving. So so if we can develop the why, and, and, and I think the third thing is controlling the environment. A great book by um, um, James Clear, Atomic Habits, this idea of really setting up your environment to win just simply by not giving, not bringing the fruity pebbles in, not bringing the the, the honey grams in. Yeah, if our yeah. kids are hungry, they they go get like a fruit or veggie, yeah. and that's what yep. they. Smell. And that's all. That's even me. Like when I'm even when I'm late, sometimes in the hospital and I'm late and I don't have good food. You know, I reach for a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so but if I didn't have the chips, it's just carrots and peanut butter or something. If I had and all options, that stuff I, is abundant in the hospital, which yeah, cracks me yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's a whole nother topic. I, I know. Yeah, I was like, do we want to go back down that rabbit hole? Probably not quite yet, but <laughs> it's a big rabbit hole. Yeah. No, I mean, you're, you're, what you just said was a perfect segue. Cause literally my next question was about that. Why, right. If, if you're going to tolerate the pain, you know, there has to be a high correlation to the why. <laughs> and so can we talk about the why? Like, you know, I, I think there is a cultural feeling here of, Oh, they're kids. They'll persevere. They'll be fine. You know, they, you know, people who get sick, the people who get sick are 60 and 70 and 80 years old. Like these kids, they can, they can, you know, persevere. They can get through any of this stuff. Like, why should we care about this? Yeah, I'm sure you have a lot to say. Uh, A lot. Okay. Yeah. A lot comes up for me too. I think when you talk about a lot of those 50, 60, 70 year olds, you know, the reason that they're facing a lot of the chronic illnesses and diseases that they have is because, you know, they were at at a young age, they were eating a lot of that food. And so it actually starts when we're younger. I don't know if you disagree with that or not, but I think a lot of that starts when we're younger. Um, Which is one of our main missions. We, we, at my superhero foods, we said, why do we have to wait until we're 30 or 40 to learn? Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. Aren't kids smart enough? Um, Andy, can you imagine like if your kid says, hey, I want to jump higher because I want to or I want to go across the monkey bars and I want to get stronger. And you say, hey, here's avocados or here's grass fed meat. Kids really internalize it. We do not give kids 
the power that is or if they understand Bitcoin. I mean, if you really, you know, I read little <laughs> Bitcoin stories, to, they get it. You think they don't, but they do. And when you put these seeds in, and that's what we at My Superior Foods are obsessed about is mm-hmm. education, writing children's books. I mean, she's the queen of, of like just these books are just incredibly, you know, it, we have so much fun writing them. Uh, and it's the message that's inside. But, you know, it's absolutely critical. One other thing, th- I, th- this is the first generation where the kids are expected to live less or live a shorter health span uh, quantity yeah. than their parents. Because, I mean, in the last many, many years, it's always we live a little bit more, we live a little bit more, our kids live a little longer than us. However, that has now inverted due to the absolutely poor um, food, uh, eating habits. And many other things. But uh, Lustig, Robert Lustig, a very famous guy. I mean, unbelievable. All his literature is really, really good. He said, good food is medicine. Bad food requires medicine. So good mm-hmm. food is medicine. Bad food requires medicine. Yeah. yeah. No, I love I mean, that. Yeah. And the only, I mean, the, really, the only thing I'll add to that is that we've seen, to your point, we've seen a, a, a lot of the rises and these chronic diseases starting earlier and earlier yes. in kids. Diabetes. And yeah. I think it's I think it's like 98% due to the food that we're giving them. In fact, you know, that's how um we kind of found our found our pediatrician early on is, you know, did a lot of research uh when my first was born and then like interviewed a lot of doctors and what I love I love what he said cuz at the time I was just kind of like you know, I was kind of like, I didn't know about vaccines and hearing all this stuff about its linkage to, you know, certain behavior disturbances and mental stuff in kids. And he's like, yeah, autism, things like that. And he just said, um, you know, not to go down the vaccine path, whether, you know, we're pro or against it, but rather it's like, it's the foods. It's what is in our foods today. And that's what's causing all of this stuff. And so you do see a difference. And we, it's, we, I love hearing the messages, you know, especially on our growing Instagram account of people that say like, you know, they did it. And it was slow changes where it's like they started to really eliminate processed foods, not bring it into the house, cook at home more. And just the kids' demeanor changes drastically in terms of just the calmness that they have there. You know, there's uh, another good book since we're throwing out all these books. Michael Garan, he wrote Sugar Proof. And it shows that like the test scores in kids that eliminated sugar, even for Mm -hmm. just like you know, seven to 10 days in the classroom improved drastically. So there is a huge difference in your kids when you give them, you know, a lot of these artificial ingredients that we see in processed foods versus real whole ingredients um, that we find, you know, foods that come from nature. So, yeah. so that would be my why is just, you do see a difference in your kids. She also, I mean, and again, incorporates this beautifully in our household, the idea that when we cook together, the opportunity for connection and bonding, application of math, hand-eye coordination, fine motor motor skills. My my two, our two-year-olds, sorry, my, our two-year-old was cutting uh, strawberries and she's, and I said, you're going to be a surgeon. He said, I'm going to be a surgeon. You know, (laughs) and she's eating the strawberries with a knife. She's two and she's eating the the strawberries. So this idea of bringing, bringing everyone into the kitchen, the idea, maybe putting on a little music if you like, or whatever, or a good conversation, you teach them about quartz and and weighing and measuring, and um, it's really you know it's really quite remarkable. It's, a, it's an experience. Yeah. And, and, and they they they, right? they relish in saying, "I help cook this meal. How is it? Yeah. Is it good? Absolutely. Is it you know?" So I've got a four and a six year old, so I I'm very much into that moment of they want to help us cook the food and and do all those things. You know, it, Haley, you you um said something interesting to me that 
got my why elevated. Um, you know, I think all of us as parents want to, I mean, our whole purpose as parents is to set up our kids to succeed in the future, right? And we'll do all kinds of crazy things to help our kids to ensure that they're going to gonna excel. Um, and the, the brain development component of this, I think ref- probably reflected in test scores or maybe reflected in, in attention or something there, like, have we seen studies that said, listen, if if we can eliminate sugar or only do whole foods or whatever, our kids' brains will develop more effectively than the current crap we're you know we're feeding them. I mean, because that to me is a monster why. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I think there is a lot of literature. You know, quick PubMed search will bring up a lot of stuff. The one thing that jumps out for me that has so many studies. I mean, just the data is growing. Yet these are still approved by the FDA to be in our food. Is the artificial colors and just the effect, the direct effect that it has on uh, behavior disorders in kids. And so I feel like that's pretty much directly. Yeah. Uh, connected to the brain. Um, but yeah, there's so many studies on that. I'd go ahead. No, yeah. saying, our, our, our brains are 60% fat, right? So the fact of getting a good, uh, getting good fats or, or healthy fats mm-hmm. into our, our, our diet, especially at breakfast, you know, a lot of times we're afraid of fats, you know, uh, olives and olive oil and uh, beef bacon, the fat egg on yolks, the egg yolks, full fat yogurt. We, as we, as we believe the yolk is the ultimate nature's multivitamin. Mm-hmm. It is the, yeah. I mean, if you're talking about a multivitamin, multivitamin with just absolute tremendous bioavailability and our our young bodies or our kids young bodies absorb the nutrients is the egg yolks are incredibly important and i can understand the frustration how we flip-flop one minute eat the whites one minute eat the yolks one minute no eggs next minute and it's extremely confusing and our job and what we are hoping to do within our 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 institution is you know be the place you can go to for reliable information reliable guidance more or less the the Disney of, uh, of, of health, you know, so that's our mindset. And uh, along with what we also agree, not just food, sleep, as we have my superhero sleep and the importance of sleep, it all works together, my friend. There it is. And if you don't, yep. There, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah. yeah. Well, and speaking of studies on sleep Legal. too, I mean, it's fascinating, you know, there's, so there, yeah, absolutely. There's studies on food and brain health and the more, less processed of a food and the more of the healthy fats like Tark was speaking to that we can eat, the, the better it is for our brain. Also, if you think about like our gut microbiome, oh. a lot of people say that's our second brain mm-hmm. and uh, our f- the food that we eat is re I mean, really affects our microbiome, which show, you know, which affects our brain, which affects our immune system, which affects so much in our bodies. But then, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all connected what we put into our bodies really really matter and that's not to say like you know the occasional processed food here or there maybe it's a quick meal or but but in general i mean i think you can like 80 percent of the time really try to just like nourish our bodies with these real healthy fats clean proteins Mm -hmm. fruits veggies all that stuff we we're really really 
you know, giving our or setting our kids apart from a lot yeah. of the other kids, unfortunately, that are growing up on processed foods. And then to your point with sleep, I mean, there's so many studies. The ones that are most fascinating to me are like just the power of nap in like preschool age kids, how they really, you know, protect that nap as well as much as you can, even into your adult ages. You read a book recently just showing the power of that mm-hmm. and how much that affects our brain growth and our brain health and stuff. So I think the data is abundant. It's just really going against the mainstream message that's out there that's minimizing a lot of this stuff, especially with regards to food and also just, um, you know, educating everyone on that. One quick thing. If you, if you think about it, we have approximately 37 billion, billion reactions in our body per second. So let me just say that again, 37 billion, billion reactions per second in our body. So that's (laughs) how many zeros is that? Is that 18 zeros? (laughs) Whatever it is. I don't know what it is. 18 zeros. Yeah. I'm just a doctor. I'm not a mathematician. I'm not a cryptographer. Uh, But I will tell you this, though. The fact of the matter is it's preposterous to believe, you know, we know this little thing will do this and this little thing will do that. Eat whole nutrient dense food that, you know, that's one or two ingredients, you know, the best of your ability, one or two ingredients. It all works together with sleep, with exercise, with connectivity, with mindset. You know, it was uh, that's an up- upcoming. Maybe she'll talk more about that, an upcoming book on, on on mindset, teaching kids the importance of growth versus the fixed mindsets. Yeah, so got, uh, it, it's powerful. I mean, and to speak your language, Andy. I mean, this is like. I mean, you minimize doctors' visits too, right? Because you're yeah. not you, you're not getting sick as much. Yeah. You're not, you know, having all the all the stuff. I mean, all the issues. You know that yeah. a lot of these processed foods will cause in our children and in us. Yeah, I, I think you guys said something important, which. And I'm I'm trying to get to a again to to the to the why, and you guys have have I think very well said it. I'm I'm trying to kind of juggle it around in my mind so that the the viewer can kind of wrestle with this as well. Um, you know, something that you said was was interesting to me, where you know culture is telling you one thing, or we're hearing one thing from the media. The media is impacted by big food. We're hearing something else. We're flipping back and forth. And so I get confused as to, you know, what is right and what is wrong, you know, and everybody, I mean, there's this thing about data, like you can get data to say whatever you want data to say, you know, like, and so we're looking to you all and saying, going to mysuperherofoods.com and to your Instagram page. And it just feels all so complex. You know, and and then I think I feel bad because sometimes I'm like, okay, you know, just have it because we got to get through the day. You know, and so Haley, you said, hey, eighty percent of the time, if we can hit eighty percent of the time, it's this is not a dogmatic thing. This is like a let's do better today than we did yesterday on having our kids eat more nutritious foods. But like, how can we like just slice through the BS? and get to truth like what is the ultimate truth here and how do we how do we frame it in a way that's just easy for me to understand as a dad walking through the grocery store saying that's good that's not good like are there some tricks to this that we can kind of think about when we're walking through that grocery store yeah i mean you go ahead Jack. i think the one thing that i would just one thing yeah. i would say yeah. is if you can eliminate or reduce um uh, uh processed foods you know, anything in a box or in, you know, in a package or even, you know, granola bars, anything that has to, re- that requires processing that includes oils and um, 
So, I mean, she can add on to that, but I think the number one thing, if someone were to ask me what's the single best thing you could do, there, one thing that comes to my mind is elimination or re- reduction in reality, mm-hmm. reduce as much as possible uh, uh, processed foods. You have, you have something. Yeah, I think that is, I think to eliminate it is just probably impossible for most people. Um, and so I don't even think we want to say that because that may just cause people to get super discouraged, but definitely reduce the amount. And I think that starts with number one, like what you bring into your house. So to Tarek's point, when you're going to the grocery store and even, I mean, like even try to, this, this may sound extreme, but like when you can try to avoid the grocery store as much as possible, you know, during the summer shop or farmer's market or find a local, you know, we, we, um, a couple years ago found a local, um, a rancher and we bought like a half of a cow and it's all grass fed grass finished we got yeah 425 a pound uh we we live in ann arbor these are super pricey here in ann arbor michigan but we went like an hour out closer to where Tark works so kind of more local to him and we i mean that's including the steak you know the steak cuts the roasts that stuff and that's incredible we got a freezer and um we just we put it in our freezer uh so we don't buy you know meat at the store often um we have we do or we're part of like this local csa so it's a community supported Mm -hmm. agriculture i think is what it stands for but just found local farmers you know i think uh, there, there is a little bit of a misperception out there where it's like you have to find organic, but the reality is that organic uh, symbol is is hard. It's expensive and it's hard to like maintain. And so you find a lot of really good local farmers. They're not like certified organic, but they're using regenerative farming. Mm-hmm. They're using organic practices. Uh, so we go every week, we pick up our produce there. It's amazing because the kids come with us, you know, sometimes they're picking the produce or they're getting to know the farmers. They're seeing like, this is where food comes from, not the yeah. grocery store, right. you know, Good avocado point. from like Mexico. Oh, it comes like right here from the earth, from the dirt. Yeah. Um, so we do our CSA. We have, uh, again, and, and like, this is kind of extreme and I wouldn't expect anyone to like, just jump right into this, but like maybe pick one of these. Uh, but we found like a herd or a, a local dairy farmer. And so we do our raw milk and we're part of our herd share. Mm-hmm. And so the kids see like, okay, here's where the, the milk comes from. And even just doing maybe one of those um, for to start is a wonderful way to jump into it. But in general, like uh, if you can't avoid the grocery stores, but if you're not like stay to the outside of the grocery store yeah. and, um, you know, focus on the fruits, the veggies, all the dairy, when you're reading things like yogurt, turn it around and look at the ingredients. And there's a lot of like foreign things. And, you know, it kind of seems like a, uh, a science experiment sometimes, but like, just try to stick to minimal ingredients. So yogurt, you know, you can find the packs, the gogurts, and there's like, you know, probably 10 different ingredients in it. Skip that, uh, get the whole plain full fat yogurt, just one ingredient in there. And then like top it with some honey or chocolate chips or yeah, maple or coconut flakes or something like that and and try to spend the most of your time either outside of the grocery store completely or at least on the outside of the grocery store that's that's great some great advice and i would add another thing is uh if if you really wanted to take one other thing make it maybe even more simple stay away from liquid sugar Hmm. liquid sugar like you know orange juice uh you know i mean again a little bit it's not the end of the world coca-cola uh frappuccinos uh, start um, smoothies, tropicana, tropicana smoothies. If you can say this, okay, does this have sugar? If it's a liquid and it has sugar, if you can do that, if you can eliminate, like eliminate 
you know, black coffee. If you or if you want to do some coffee, uh, put some half and half or put some creamer in. That's not bad. Uh, full cream, whipping cream, but liquid sugar is devastating for metabolic. It goes straight to the liver, turns right into fat. It is not sugar. Liquid sugar is fat. It's and, it, and it's the bad type of fat that goes in your liver and around your organs. So that's critical. And uh, yeah. your advice was excellent. Yeah. yeah, I think the liquid sugar is a great first place to start. We have. Um, on our Instagram and our website, we have a program called um, Superhero You, and we started it in 2022, which had a nice ring to it. Now it's 2023. <laughs> but it's like each month we make these small changes because to dive in is going to be overwhelming and expensive. And it's it's next to impossible to dive and do all this. But it's like each month you make these small little changes and maybe that change lasts two or three months instead. And then it's like, okay, we got this down. Wow. We're feeling good. We're motivated. All right. We're going to bring on another health health change. And so you kind of go to the next month and then you incorporate that in uh, all of this is going to be more expensive. I mean, like a, a good whipping cream is going to be a lot more than the coffee mate that you're putting into your coffee uh, with like some raw honey, maybe a good whipping cream and raw, raw honey is going to be more expensive. But I think again, it goes back to the why and really when you're ready, you know, you start to prioritize that. And then like in our house, we give up a lot of the other stuff. So like, you know, I don't get my nails done. I'm not getting like, you know, the the new designer clothes and stuff. And this isn't judging anyone. It's just, we can't afford to do it all. And so we right. have to make cuts. And we came to that decision where it's like, okay, this is a time we're really going to prioritize our health. We're going to make cuts in other areas um, to sustain that. Yeah. No, I like, I love the, the super was it the superhero you is that what it is is that what you guys yeah, call it superhero you yeah superhero you i love that because i think that people can listen to this and i you know i'm trying to do better with my kids but it feels overwhelming and yeah. even so we have the why i think we've talked a lot about that i do want to talk one more about things some it's kind of mental health stuff that we've seen in kids and how much this impacts them and we talked about adhd a little bit but want to talk more about that um but if we can baby step into this, do one thing this month and add another thing at the next month, add another thing at the next month. And, you know, we in the American society, just the Western culture generally want to go from like zero to superhero, um, you know, in a day. And it's just it takes some time to to build some of those habits into our our daily routine. So I, I love that. So my superhero foods is your Instagram account, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's I, correct. I've been I following mean, it for a while and I love it. Um okay. really enjoyed the Thank content. You. Thanks. Yeah. And so um kind of back to going I'm sorry going back to the why cuz I think it's so important the why. Um AD, you, you mentioned ADHD. Um you know, the prevalence of ADHD from I'm not a mental health expert by any means, but it seems like it has gone up significantly over the last 20 or 30 years. It is the primary reason of and mental health also, especially after over the last few years, we understand COVID people, kids staying home, not being socialized, you know, number of suicides have gone up. Everything in the mental health space has gone up. How much of this is impacted by the food that we're eating? Oh man, I think, I think that's a tough question. Um, because I feel like it's so connected with, with our sleep and, you know, with time in nature. And so, um, I mean, I don't think, I think in that regards, it, it's a piece of the puzzle. I don't uh -huh. think it's like the one thing. And, um, so that's kind of why we're trying to like hit on all these wellness 
pillars. And that's why I like, for example, in our children's book, you'll see most of the illustrations, the kids are like outside in nature. So we're just kind of subtly like getting in all yeah. these other important concepts or they're like, you know, cooking the food themselves or they're around animals or family dinners and stuff. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's and, go and ahead. you guys have kids. I just want to make sure that you guys have kids. Yeah. You're living this. This is not just talking yeah, we, heads. This is practitioners, yeah. you know, talking. So how old are your kids? Well, gosh, we're, so we're a blended family. So together okay. we have six kids. Oh, holy cow. So we're like, we're like the Brady Bunch family. So our <laughs> oldest is actually going off to college next year or the, the summer. And then our youngest, like you said, is two. Oh, so, yeah, okay. Got- so you, so you have just, legit just experience in this. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and absolutely, I agree with you. You know, you cannot go to a college professor who's maybe making $67,000 a year or whatever and try to learn how to t- become a billionaire or a multimillionaire. That's ridiculous. Like, kind of like what you're saying, you don't, you know, at the end of the day, you, you do need to go to the, hopefully to the person actually applying that knowledge. You actually see them doing it and, and, and go towards it. And that would be obviously much more useful uh, way. But going back to the problem, food is like she said, is a, an important piece of the puzzle. I think it's a couple things. Now, I do believe it's the food. I believe it's, again, sometimes we get a bit tired and overwhelmed and lazy and we it's easier to buy processed foods. And these foods, as you know, are full of, they're not really food, they're edible products. They do not do anything useful for us. And uh, so unfortunately it is what it, it kind of is what it is. And that's what we're trying to uh, figure out the why so we don't do that as much. The second thing is I would say our, our sleep quality. Um, there is so much to sleep. We could have a whole nother podcast just talking about sleep. It's unbelievably important. Some argue sleep is more important than food and exercise combined or food and movement combined. That's how important sleep is. Finally, you know, Matthew Walker and his book, Why We Sleep, is an absolute mind bend. Um, anything by Matthew Walker, uh, you can follow him on Twitter. He's got a bunch of books. He's got a podcast. Fantastic, Matthew Walker. So sleep is critical. Third thing is um, screens, the screen time, phones, iPads, switches, uh, PS4, whatever. Now, we're not saying you can't get on the screens. We're not saying, you know, you can't have, which needs to be monitored, needs to be um, sure. regulated. Uh, the problem is we, and it's a hard word, but so you have screens and not only the kids on the screens, the parents on the screens. So when you have parents that are distracted, Johnny comes in and mama's on, you know, or or, or dad's on, um, you know, on their phone. Oh, yeah, 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 sure, sure. Uh, and they pick up on that and they see that you're not putting in the attention that you're not giving them. You know, they, they, they sense this. Kids are very intuitive. So you've got so you got the screens is a big problem as well. And I think and, and lack of going out into nature, sure. going out is what she mentioned. I mean, just the, the benefits of like morning sun alone are incredible. I mean, the morning sun into our eyes, just it helps regulate our circadian rhythm. It helps us sleep better at night. It actually helps, um, you know, boost our vitamin D level. It helps us from preventing us from getting sunburnt later in the day. Therefore, you know, we don't have to uh, like load on all of the, the sunscreen that has, you know, some nasty ingredients in it. Um, but I think also, um, yeah, nature, you mentioned sleep. I just was reading this really powerful study saying that m- that not all, but a lot of cases, a lot of ADHD diagnosis are actually just sleep disorders. That's all it is. Or, food, wow. or even food disorders. Yeah. yeah, in regards yeah. to food, just really bringing that home. I think just in general, we're so undernourished. If you think about processed foods and even like why they have to add in the natural flavors, it's because the food has been so destroyed and processed that there's little 
nutrient value in it. You mentioned, you know, Robert Lustig, who's an endocrinologist, and he has some really great books out, but he said, it's not what's in our food, rather it's what's been done to our food. Mm. And so you think about like that processing, it really destroys all those nutrients. And if that's what your meal is, is processed foods, you know, that's what the kid's eating. They're really not getting a lot of nourishment. And so it's really no surprise that there are all these like mental disorders and chronic diseases and stuff are on the rise. We're raising this generation of like undernourished kids. So I think to sum it up, it's like really a combination, but like as much whole foods as you can cut out the natural flavors and eat, like really focus on, uh, on whole foods, prioritize sleep. Uh, We've got some great tips in our children's book on how to do that. And what I love the most is like parents who read it, they're like, I learned so much about this book too, (laughs) or about my sleep. Uh, And then get outside, like, you know, get off the screen get outside, like go eat your breakfast outside or, and that, and that brings up another point, not to like, you know, get off on too much of a tangent, but like when you change the eating environment, so maybe you're always eating in the kitchen and it's like, you know, you're, I don't mom, hard boiled eggs again, versus like you pack <laughs> a little picnic, maybe make some banana bread, hard boiled eggs some fruit. I think you just go outside and like put a blanket down on the grass and eat yeah. it under a tree kids are kind of like playing around. It's like this hard boiled egg is amazing. You know what I mean? Like you just create these different experiences and different environments where they're eating the food. And I think all of that goes hand in hand. And again, this isn't to shame anyone. I mean, our kids are screens. Our kids will eat processed foods. Our kids go to birthday parties and get, you know, red dye 40 cringe, but like they do, (laughs) um, you know, and, and sometimes they're up later than their bedtime, but it's just like, we're all just trying to do the best that we can as much as we can. And I love that. I love that. You know, it's, it's, I, I kind of keep going back to this, you know, this, well, you just mentioned being outside. I felt like the other thing when we were kids, we didn't do very well at least I didn't with what I ate for breakfast, what I ate period. But man, yeah. I did a lot better being outside, you know, oh, 40, yeah. oh, yeah. 40, 40 years ago, I remember coming home from school. And as soon as I got home from school, I went out and I played basketball and I mom just said, be home by six so we could have dinner. Right. Um, and that was the way that we operated. So on one hand, I was way better back then. On the other, I was way worse. So it's like, man, if we could figure out those, and then those two things have flip flopped, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, it's a crazy thing. So um, I love what you guys are doing. Thank you all for what you are, you're doing. It's an, an incredible, valuable resource. I want to show these books again, because you all were so gracious in sending them to me. And I have read them to my kids, um, a couple of them, the my superhero foods and my superhero sleep. So here's, here's my superhero sleep. It's super fun. It rhymes. It's so that's fun. Um, and they are probably what a five or 10 minute read. Um, here's my superhero foods. Oh yeah. It's back on your shelf back there. Um, sunny side up, which is your, your, it's not a cookbook. Is it a cookbook? Is that what we call this? Or is this a, a we a call helpful... it the ultimate, ultimate breakfast guide. So it's the like your shopping breakfast guide. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, man, here's the one where I let, I learned the most and we haven't talked too much about this, but I would also, um, say the ultimate guide yeah. to avoiding seed oils in your, in your kitchen. And to close here, I would like to spend just a few minutes on on seed oils because it is probably, if not the number one, probably the top two or three things that I've learned over the last year to avoid um, 
because I remember again, my mom had a big thing of Crisco, you know, underneath our, our cabinet that we used abundantly. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I real, just real quick on seed oils, like which ones should we be using or what oils should we be using and which oils should we, we not be using and then I think it's an impactful to tell a little bit of the backstory of some of these seed oils because it's kind of disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can start and then you can wrap it up if you want. So this for me is I'm super passionate. If I had to give anyone advice is like the one thing to make a change in your diet right now, if you could just change one thing right now, it would be to eliminate seed oils. And so in reality, there's a, there's like eight of them. And this is like your, your corn oil, your soy oil, your canola oil, also includes your sunflower, um, safflower oil, grapeseed oil. Um, which ones am I missing? You got most of the um, corn oil, soybean oil. Yeah, all these. Um, the for me, so I have super I light skin and just grew up like um, always like caked in the sunscreen mm. and all you know just burn. I look at the sun and I would burn. And I'm telling you, I eliminated seed oils like three ish years ago, like almost completely. And I, I don't sunburn anymore. And again, I'm mindful. I'm not out in like the afternoon sun for three hours, like baking wow. in it, but like, it is powerful. So these seed oils are like really doing something to our body. And the reality is, is they actually, we can't burn them as fat as much. So they're, they're more of this polyunsaturated fatty acid that gets stored in our fat cells and, you know, lead to a whole host of problems, including obesity, diabetes, et cetera. And so the problem is that these oils are cheap and readily available. Yours was the Crisco. Ours was like that huge thing of vegetable oil and that you can get oh, for two dollars. Vegetable that oil. Like yeah. it, it, what, that's yeah, awesome that's marketing, cool. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a whole different subject of like the trickery <laughs> of big foods. Don't yeah. even get me started on that. But like if you can, as much as you can switch to more of the saturated the, the more of the animal fat so cooking with butter or ghee or tallow um that sort of thing and it is more expensive you know that's that's the tricky part is uh is it is a lot more expensive but your health will thank you and we talk about like really prioritizing certain things you know giving up a few other things to really prioritize cooking with these healthier oils you will see major differences in in your health and just Quickly, in terms of cost, you know, we talked about getting that half of a cow. Um, a lot of times they give away the tallow for free and you can like, like render it down and make mm -hmm. your own. Um, even if you're like cooking hamburger mat meat, you get the full fat, drain off that fat and you mm -hmm. cook with it. And again, there's like there's this big misconception that this fat's going to make us fat. And it's it's not true. It's not true. Our body burns that as like clean, beautiful energy. As reality, it's these cooking oils that are making us fat and overweight and leading to all this other host of stuff. So yeah. I think that's my quick two cents on that. It is actually um, a, a month and we focus all on it as part of that Superhero U 2022. It's just eliminating seed oils. And, you know, if you really dive into that month, like each day you'll learn something new that will just blow your mind on just how these cooking oils are awful. And I'm sure you can talk about maybe the processing, what they're doing for our environment, all that. Stuff. I, I know. And real quick, the other thing I want to add, because oftentimes this, this comes up. So uh, extra virgin olive, uh, uh, olive oil is great. We don't like to cook with it because it destroys some of those properties. So like salad dressings or just drizzling over your veggies at the end. I mean, even just like, having a tablespoon and drinking that just as is it's liquid gold. We don't mm. like to cook with it. 
And then the other question that gets asked is avocado oil. So oftentimes, unfortunately, um, while avocado oil is like a monounsaturated fat, it's not breaking down like these polyunsaturated fats. The reality, the harsh reality is that like 85% of what you get in the store is not true avocado oil. It's, it's laced either 100% of seed oil, yeah. usually like soybean oil. So that's the unfortunate. And that's kind of where, so we don't really cook with avocado and olive oil, but go ahead. I don't have much to add. She did a great job. I would all, just argue this to anyone who says the cost is more. You do crowd uh, crowd, uh, crowd loan um, crowd health. with yep. regards to insurance. Either you're going to pay now or you're going to pay later. I promise you, you are going to pay way much more later. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, going back to time preference, do you want to have a high time preference or a low time preference? I choose below time preference. But at the end of the day, you will pay. Yeah. I mean, whether it's going to be your diabetes meds, your hypertension meds, your gout meds, your um, uh, you know dementia meds, whatever it may right. be. And we know it absolutely, the, it, it, the things with these seed oils is the breakdown products, particularly 4-H&E. You can look 4-H-N-E, uh, 4-hydroxynonanil acid. Long story short is that product leads to it's a carcinogen and pro-inflammatory. Mm -hmm. So again, we believe all chronic disease starts with, with inflammation that's gone wild. Inflammation is good. It, it, it heals our body when we have an injury or a cut or a broken bone. These, this inflammation is good. However, when it runs wild or it's promoted, it leads to chronic disease. And that's where we're getting killed. And that's why we absolutely love what you're doing. Uh, just not, you know, uh, and that's actually how I found you. And it was, oh, it was just, you. this is a great idea. And um, I think we're I think we're very aligned and we're trying to. But I really want you to understand this. I want your viewers to understand this and your audience to understand this. You will pay not one time, not two times, an order of magnitude times 10, 20 X down the road. And those are your golden years. And you want to go to doc, you want to come see me. I mean, there are a lot better people to see than me, you know, or your doc. After you can go, I mean, you, you want to spend those years traveling sure. or you do like the kids. So maybe end on the fact that you're, so you see lots of old, especially right. older patients being a urologist, his healthiest patients are the farmers. Right. These are the ones that are eating like your great grandparents did, the butter, the lard, the fat, you know, baking yeah. their own pies. At home. You um, hear that over you know, and over again, don't you? Yeah. It's the oh, farmers and, who are the ones who are the... Healthiest. And they're out in nature. These are your yeah. healthy people. I had, had a guy, he was 87, and he said, he came in and he saw me and he said, Doc, you know, I'm getting up one time at night. And he said, I used to sleep throughout the whole night. He's 87. And I looked at him and I said, He's a farmer with no other yeah, oh yeah, right? yeah, no yeah. medications. I mean, he's probably got bigger arms than I do. I'm talking about, he looked fantastic, about 87, 86, 80, you know, in that area. I said, You know what you need to do? You need to turn around, walk out the office, and not go see a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Because what's going to happen? Then I put him on a medicine because I mean, he wake up one time at night. That's it. I mean, yeah, I get up twice at night. So what I'm trying to say is that, you know, um, it's, it's, it's so critical, like she's saying, is that if you do these things, you will pay, you, you, you'll, you'll save on the, on the, on yeah. the back end. Man, I, I love what you all are doing. My superhero foods on Instagram. You guys got tens of thousands of people following along there, which is just super cool. It gives me hope for our, our future. And, you know, I, I think ending again on the why is is really important. You know, you've got this incredibly valuable, you've been given stewardship over an incredible valuable asset. You know, if you had a million dollar car, you wouldn't put the crappy, you know, gas in that car. And how much more important are kids than million dollar cars, right? Um, their brains are growing. 
they need the fuel to to grow those to grow those cells you know efficiently and effectively um and so if there's no other why you know i'm i'm taking this home with me if there's no other why just think about those those kids being just so incredibly important and the development of those brains being so incredibly important the sleep that they much better sleep that they're going to get um as a result of of eating well man that's that's my why that i'm i'm taking away from this and it doesn't have to be super hard if we can baby step into this let's try one thing this month and another thing the next month and over a period of time we'll get to where we need to be and go um get these books mysuperherofoods.com go on their instagram page thank you guys so much for for what y'all do we really really appreciate it we appreciate it. and remember 1% improvement for 365 days equals to a 32 times 32x improvement or whatever that is yeah. 1% of, over 365 days raised to 365 power Gives you uh, gives you thirty two times improvement. So it's like these little things that uh, I you know highly recommend you know reviewing some of these very important principles and it can really make a big deal. Imagine imagine like we think about what would happen if we had this information. Yeah. How much how much more could we have become? You're Andy, very successful guy, entrepreneur. You know, you've done a lot of great things. What if you did? You know, what if you did have that uh, knowledge or you did, you're optimized and who who knows? I mean, you, you know, it's just kind of interesting to think about those things. Yeah. Amen. I mean, I think the, the, the healing of our health system starts with food. Um, I truly believe that. I mean, obesity rates have skyrocketed over the last 50 years, ever since the 1970s. Diabetes has gone from 1% of the population to almost 10% of the population. Obesity, you know, um, is... It, it, we are we are twice as obese as kind of the average country you know um you know, developed country out there um and so all of those things are just having an incredible amount of impact on our bodies physically financially because we're paying way more for health care because all these people are are sick and so it's like please let's start these our kids out right early so that you know in 40 50 60 years we have a health system full of healthy people without congestive heart failure and diabetes and all of these, you know, grotesque chronic diseases. That's that's my why behind crowd health. That's my why um, for changing, you know, making the waffle this morning. Maybe we'll make it instead of buy it. Um, so I hope everybody has a little bit of a why coming away from this. You know, one of the things we like to do with some of our podcasters, especially when they are authors, is give away books to members of of Crowd Health. And so, you know, we have talked about most of these, if not all of these, on our on our uh, chat today. But um, the first one I have here is my superhero sleep, which is again it it rhymes, so it's super fun. Um, my superhero foods also rhymes. Um, this one's probably what thirty or forty pages. You can read this to your kids. In five or ten minutes, it's it's a fun one. I've read it to my 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 girls. Here's Sunny Side Up, which is your ultimate guide to breakfast cooking with your kiddos, and then the ultimate guide to avoiding seed oils. Um, like I said, anybody who's a member of Crowd Health, you can choose one of those four. We'll send it to you for absolutely free. We're thank you for allowing us to, to do that. And if you're not a member of crowd health and would like to be, um, you can use code my superhero and we'll give you crowd health for 99 bucks a month for three months. Um, and so we'd love for y'all to, to join us. Haley, Tarek, I really appreciate y'all. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for, thanks Thank for you. Having us, Andy. Thanks. Thanks.